As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Prospector's Radio Show, the talk show for our community. Please welcome Rich Cooley, Ron Harrison, Indiana Gold Hunter Dennis Dayton, Kathleen Biffle, and your host, Tim Grimes. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Prospector Radio. Joining us tonight, I know these guys, they don't need no introduction. I know you've all seen them. You, you all love them. We have Josh and Jesse Feldman, the Feldman brothers, joining us tonight. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, great. How you doing, Tim? Doing good, man. It's been a while since you guys have been here. I know you've been super busy, got a lot going on, and that's why you're here tonight, to tell us some of the interesting things you guys have got going on, right? Yep, we've been... Uh... We've had a, a full schedule, definitely. Yeah, I, I know I haven't seen a lot from you guys on some of the social media sites, and I kind of was wondering, what are them guys doing? <laughs> you know, when you don't see stuff, it's like they're up to something. And, We're working on something, you bet. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, we built a big wall around our place. And uh, <laughs> we're just stacking gold bars in our safe. Is that, <laughs> that's is that what we're doing. That's what it was? See, I didn't know it was that good. <laughs> and my brother's lost his mind. <laughs> As he... uh, that, that, that has not happened. <laughs> not <laughs> I yet. I wish. Right, not yet, right? Someday. So what have, what have you guys been up to then? Well, we, we have a new show uh, coming out. It's going to premiere uh, uh, November 30th, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it is uh, with Travel Channel, mm-hmm. um, and it is uh, revolves around a lot of lost treasures, a lot of history, um, talking to the experts in the field. And it's, you know, the Southwest is something we've ran around a lot. We right. know a lot of these stories. Mm-hmm. And so this particular episode you're going to see is just kind of a, uh, you know, further investigation for us on the trail. Um to find a lost treasure. Um, and so it, we have a lot of resources at hand. Uh, we know a lot of people around the Southwest. Right. Uh, and there's so many of these treasure stories out there. Uh, you know, it's not just the famous ones, the Lost Dutchman Mine and the Lost Adams and Jesse mm-hmm. uh, James and that sort. There are thousands of them out there. And today there's really very few people that go out and look for them. Uh, but all of these stories are intertwined um, so much with history. Right. This particular episode uh, deals with the famous Apache chief Cochise. Cool. Um, and Cochise, 
uh, fought the U.S. military very hard. In fact, he was he he was really never he was never caught. He was never killed. He was never put on a reservation. Really, the only reservation uh, that he was on is actually one that he created himself. Didn't know that. He, yeah, and um, so anyway, we, uh, like Josh says, we're not going to go into great details because we're that would spoil right. the show. <laughs> Uh, but we have, um, you're just going to have to watch the show. We found some, uh, we uncovered some great history that we didn't know about before. Um, and that's one of the great things about a TV show is that it's not just Josh and I and our father going out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a team of resources at hand and it really speeds things up. It, it um, it, you know, I mean, it's it's an investigation is what it is, and uh, it's an investigation of the history. It's an investigation of the trails that existed. It's an investigation that the old stagecoach routes, uh, where massacres would have happened, where things would have been ambushed and gold stolen. And um, so we have, it's the great thing about a show behind us is that we have all those resources at hand. Right, and that's so what's... every episode a, a different, a different place or a different story, or are they uh, continuing, you know, a two-parter sometime or anything like that? Any of that's possible, of course, um, and you know, hopefully, as we go forward, we, you know, we love to investigate. I mean, any kind of history, especially as it deals with treasure hunting. Uh, you know, we believe that every treasure story has some truth to it. It may not be totally true because there's probably 30 different versions of it, but trying to figure out that mystery, that's what really gets us. And uh, if we stick, you know, we, we love the Southwest. I mean, we're born and raised in Arizona. That's our home. Um, but everywhere's got history, and uh, we would be willing to go everywhere in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, someone just asked in the chat room, does the show have a website that people can follow along? Well, you guys are actually getting kind of uh, a little bit of an exclusive here because the uh, thing this is the first show on Thursday night. Right. Uh, they haven't even developed those things yet, so this is all brand new. <laughs> uh, I'm sure as we continue to go, uh, keep going, that um, you know you'll be able to check out Travel Channel's website and and uh, keep up to speed with that. Sure, because like when you guys did the Ice Cold Gold, people were able to follow along by the websites that they had too. So that's cool. Now you guys have looked for a lot of these treasures before, haven't you? Yeah, we we have. We've been all over the Southwest. Of course, with our father early on as we're growing up and all through the years and we've kind of taken off on our own and uh done that ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh with or without our father and other partners and so on. Um so yeah, we've been doing it for years. We've been doing the prospecting. We've been doing uh, some mining. We dabble in all of that stuff. Right. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, it's, it's always been a family affair for us. I mean, our dad got us into treasure hunting. I mean, when we were little kids, of course. So he'd take us with him. And you know, I mean, you tell a ten-year-old kid, "Let's go find some treasure." I mean, they're they're ready. They're gone. Sure. But we really never grew out of that. I think, and we still <laughs> really enjoy it. And. Um, 
So every time we go out on these stories, I mean, it does connect us not only to history and it connects us to the land, but it even connects us to each other. You mm-hmm. know, you remember all the places you've been before and what you've done and what you found. Um, and that is a, a big reason why we love treasure hunting. Right. Yeah, you can tell in, in your voice you're very passionate you about it. And yeah. I think the show will, will will get to other people who have a, a passion for that, that type of thing. That's That's great. I would love... I would. Lo- I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say whether we did or didn't. But I would love to say, hey, we didn't find it this time. But here's the end of our trail. Go pick it up, and go see if you can find it. That. I mean, that, that's the best thing that could happen, right? That's what we want to do. We want to inspire others to go looking. Right. Not that we don't want to find it ourselves, and I'm not saying that we didn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Of course, but um, I think that. These stories needed need to be worked on again. So many of them are are true stories. So many of these legends are not just fables. They're actually there is truth to them, and the treasures do exist, mm-hmm. and they haven't been found. And we need to put those back at the forefront and show people that hey, this stuff is still out there. Uh, there, you know, we run across old rock buildings. We run across, across old stagecoach routes. You would never believe that the things that are still out there, they're just off of the interstates. Wow. And you would never know that that stuff exists. It's still out there. That's crazy. And you can pick up on the trail and continue the search. And, and a lot of these treasures, I mean, they became lost during uh, <clears throat> uh, a part in America's history that was pretty rough. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, if you take the Southwest, just for example, uh, that's where a lot of these treasure stories originate from, but that's because it was a rough time out here. People, it was hardships, it was hard to get anywhere, things got lost, people got killed, um, and that's why a lot of these stories do seem to take place, you know, in the 1800s or so. Right. And uh, like I always say, we love the Old West. I mean, that is our passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we love to go out there and... and because we live here in Arizona, it's amazing to follow in uh, the people's footsteps that were before us and what their stories really were. And it would be an absolute travesty if their stories were forgotten. Well, yeah, definitely. We don't want them to be forgotten. What's the name of the show? <clears throat> Lost Gold. Lost Gold. You Somebody had it. asked that out there, and I just wanted to make sure we, mm-hmm. we put that out there. But that's, that's, right. that's cool. Travel channel. So, right. how long has this show been in the works? You know, uh, Jess and I we started talking about uh, doing something with treasure. Uh, actually, we were in uh, Greenland at the time, mm-hmm. and we we were talking about that because it's something that we do. It's who we are, and you know that was 2014, 15, right around in there. Um, but really, where we've been really going on the show, we've been in the works for. Pushing a couple years now. I mean, it's one of the reasons we've been a little bit quiet out there lately. We've been focusing on this. Uh, I mean, and other things as well. But, um, you know, there's not there's nothing to say until we actually right. get it developed and it's out there for people to view. Sure. So. It's just an idea you guys had, and, and you took it a step further. So when you guys decide, okay, we're going to go treasure hunting today, who who decides what you're going looking for? <laughs> I'll tell you how it happens. I mean, it happens pretty simply. It's kind of that, you know, we've 
we've read a lot of stories, and Jesse and I know the stories, you know, pretty well. Mm-hmm. But one of us, and usually it's Jesse, he's an amazing researcher, I, I will say, um, you know, hey, have you ever heard that story? Well, yeah, of course. Well, have you ever heard about this? And it's kind of like, I've never looked at it that way. And that's what sparks the hunt right there, okay. is this new piece of information that we've really stumbled across. And then it's like, we should go investigate that. And that's really all it takes. I mean, we don't need much of an excuse to go treasure <laughs> hunting. Um, just a little one. But, I mean, that's really how it gets organized. And then it's like, let's go next week. You know, where is it at? What's it going to take? And you do baby step into it. You go and you look. Okay, do you find something else? And if you do, you just continue that line until you basically hit a wall or a dead end where you're at the end of your story um, until a new piece of information emerges, and hopefully it does. Or you yourself or we ourselves, we're satisfied that we've figured out the mystery and, you know, why this story exists and, and where it originated from. And um, hopefully maybe we actually found the gold at the, uh, the end of the trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I, I love I love the 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 treasure hunting and stuff like that. I get into that more than I do, you know, like on gold rush and stuff like that. It's the only thing I want to know is you didn't just find wood, did you, or anything like that? <laughs> you gotta watch. <laughs> you gotta watch the show, man. You gotta watch as long as you just didn't find wood. Like the yeah. Curse of Oak Island. Yeah, you gotta you gotta watch the first episode, Dan. <laughs> uh, well, you know I will because I mean right now Curse of Oak Island I love Curse of Oak Island yeah. so I mean I I'm into the treasure hunting stuff I love to watch I mean whether you find anything or not it's just the thrill of the hunt right now what do you guys think about Oak Island do you guys keep up on that or anything <clears throat> I don't I mean I, I know of it of course and I right. don't exactly uh, watch it I guess myself so I don't I don't know a lot <laughs> about it but um what I can say about our show is, is, you know, it's not it's not what I think the average person considers a reality show. So this isn't Jesse and I out there, you know, maybe arguing with each other or any of that Good. kind of stuff. Good. <laughs> that that really is the risk. I mean, um, that's part of kind of what we came up with. Is and yeah, okay, if there's drama and if we don't agree on things, fine, so be it. Right. But it is not a reality show. It yeah. is. Follow us on this adventure. We're going to have a great time. We're going to find things. We're going to meet some great people. We're going to stand in the same places that all of these famous people um, yeah. were at, uh, where, you know, Cochise had a campfire, right? Cool. I mean, just stuff that blows your mind that 150 years ago or so, Cochise was standing right where I'm standing. That's what I love. That's cool. It's amazing. The other thing that I'll, I'll, I'll mention kind of uh, – and that same line is, you know, uh, obviously we're not arguing with each other. We're not doing that kind of stuff. And it's also not set up where it's, you know, we're not out there going, well, we better find this treasure or we can't pay the electric bill next <laughs> month. I mean, it's, that's, that's not why we treasure hunt. Good, okay. so, I mean, if, if you're in that kind of a position, I suggest you go get a job. So, uh, you know, that's not what we'll be doing. So, and we want your view, your audience to know that. that this is. This is something that we're serious about and that we enjoy doing and that we love showing the history of the area. And absolutely, there's a chance that we can find something, mm-hmm. uh, maybe something big at, at the end of our journey. Uh, we believe that every time that we go out there and through the years, we have found some pretty amazing things, at least as far as we're concerned. It's not just wood, um, <laughs> but uh, every time you go out, the truth of the matter is 
you have no idea what you're going to find. And right. that's part of the thrill of it all. That is. That well, is just the do me a favor. <clears throat> if you do find a piece of wood, at least tell us what kind it is. <laughs> okay, well, it's, uh, I mean... I'll try to throw that in there for you. <laughs> it's off an old stagecoach. It's pine. All right. <laughs> Indiana Goldhunter wants to know what kind of wood it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that floats your boat, man. Uh, we'll get it done. I get it's done. Minds want to know. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I know there's a lot of popular treasures out there too, like Forest Finn's treasure. Have you guys ever dabbled in that one, any? It's none of your business, Okay, Tim. all right. <laughs> Moving on. Next question. <laughs> oh, mercy. Okay, so if you guys... if Now, if you guys are on the show and you guys do get in an argument, who usually wins these arguments? I do. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Josh comes to his senses and then he comes over to my side. Yeah, it's, arguing with Jesse is kind of like arguing with yourself. Is it? So... <laughs> He just looks at you. <laughs> and then I say no. <laughs> yeah. And then that's it. The decision's made. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, yeah. We, we, I, really, this is not a reality show, which is a breath of fresh it air. It is. You're right. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, it's a working relationship with our producers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they will give us all the resources we need to go do this. Right, uh, and they will help out in it. They they want to find these treasures. They want to oh, solve yeah. the mystery. Uh, so we got them inspired into this too. I mean, they really want this show to take off and have many seasons. Yeah. Uh, so it is a great work, which is a huge contrast um, to our other show, where reality shows they're not exactly telling you, um, you know, uh, exactly what is going on in the day and who said what and what they want they want to kind of set you up and trap you so they get some drama and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and so this show is nothing is nothing like that it's yeah. it's as true as we is and authentic as we can make it that's yeah right. i think that's the word there is authentic right. jesse and i wanted to bring something as authentic as possible to tv uh, as you can uh, you know, and, and still tell a very entertaining and interesting story at the same time. Um, and, you know, we're hoping that the, that the audiences out there are ready for a show like that, because uh, this is going to be a little bit of a different concept, uh, I think, than what most people are used to in, in the TV world today. Right. And I think that's what people are wanting, especially when yeah. it comes to this kind of stuff, you know, gold, treasure, stuff like that. Authenticity yeah. is, it's important. I mean, like, Dennis said earlier, you get tired of the drama and stuff on these other shows, and but you watch them because it's the only game in town. I would much. Yeah, they have their they have their purpose, and, yeah. and people watch those shows and they do enjoy those shows. Right. And uh, I'm certainly not here to to no badmouth, of but course not in any way, shape, or form. Right. But uh, this one's going to be different than that, and. Um, uh, we really hope that it, it grows some legs and, and keeps going forward. And I think it will. I would, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Just two guys going out there on a treasure hunt and each week being something different. You know, all right, you know, we're going to go this week and see if we can find this. That is awesome because that's the things we would love to be able to do, you know, but a lot of yeah, us I, can't. We're we're going to hit the Southwest, of course, like we've been saying, mm-hmm. uh, but we're going to spread out too. I mean, we're going to go... Um, 
there's many great stories uh, on the East Coast in New England and, wow. uh, you know, just all over the United States. Right. Uh, the crazy ones in Ohio. <laughs> and I'm not saying the ones that have done been done to death. I'm, I mean, there's lots of them that haven't been done to death that really nobody knows about. Yeah. There's so many out there in the United States. And I hope that if, if, if and when uh, we, you know, get a season two, season three, that sort of, we're mm-hmm. going to be spreading out even further. We're going to be going out of the states, uh, and uh, I mean that's that's just a dream come true when you can travel abroad like that. Yes, uh, tell stories, um, you know, across continents. Right. And well, so- if you, if you come out to the East Coast, um, I started hunting with Bill Conrad, and and, I, and I'll give you a little clue if you want to look it up. Okay. You want to help us help us try to find a treasure? It's at what we call or what it's called Dead Man's Cross. Okay, sounds like a good one. And it's here in Indiana. Got a good. Is it name. a golden cross? And we've been we've been looking out. <laughs> no, oh, it's a, it's an actual treasure where they robbed the bank and train and uh, um. So we've been we've been looking for a couple of years. You know, we take a couple of weeks out and and we pretty much got the location in the area down where where they were at. We're just trying to locate the treasure now. They need help identifying the wood they've dug up. That's what. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. Pick something up and tell you what it is. I guess I'll help you identify what kind of gold you got. There you go. It's the it's the <laughs> yellow kind. Yeah. So is it? Call and you find it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any any tips or you could give to? like an avid treasure hunter like Dennis that's that's yeah, sure. uh, do your research mm-hmm. um, yep. you know I, I think I've said it before um, there's things that we have missed uh, where I don't know if we had known better if we'd done some more research um, we wouldn't have made those mistakes in the field mm-hmm. uh, and when you I mean eventually when you when you uh, come across a piece of information Two years later, you think back, you know, oh, I mean, damn. I mean, we missed the boat and we can't get back there. I mean, that that has passed. You know, I mean, it for whatever reason, you just can't get back to where you were. Mm-hmm. So I say do the research as hard as you can. Put your time, um, you know, on old military records and old newspaper articles and uh, just history books and um, connect the dots and then go to the field. You know, it's not, it, it doesn't hurt anything to go to the field on preliminary expeditions sorts, mm-hmm. but come back and do the research. Yeah. Don't give up. I mean, I'll certainly add that. Um, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier too, but Jesse is an avid researcher. I mean, he's like, I mean, a rabid animal when it comes <laughs> to trying to find the information that's out there. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's a compliment. Um, <laughs> I put it this way. My brother researches a bit more than I do. How about that? There you go. Uh, I'm not really sure what I bring to the table, but um, it's got to be something. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the point is, is that it really does lie in the research. And my dad, he always said this, and I don't know whether to believe him or not, but he always said, read every story book you can and then forget all of it and then go out on the hunt. 
um, because each storybook is just somebody else's interpretation, somebody else's opinion, that sort of thing. Right. Uh, what he meant by that statement was, is it really important to actually get into the records themselves, records that you can rely on that are verifiable. That's what really matters. And whether those are military records, um, anything that would be law enforcement, anything that you can go you know, back in time where you know this was actually taken down correctly and it's not just conjecture, that's what you have to rely on. And I'll also add, always follow the money. And what I mean by that is, um, I don't mean the treasure itself, I mean the people themselves who had the money back then. Who were they? Who were the important people? Who were the people that um, knew where things were, that owned land, that had businesses? These are the people's information that we really want to go after. And um, that sometimes will lead you on the true trail and figure out why the legend exists in the first place. Hmm. That's a good advice. <laughs> I never thought about thinking of like, who had the money. No. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. I mean, you're, you definitely dig deep. Well, you have to. I mean, you got to get back into the politics of people. Sure. Right. You know, and, and, uh, you know, what was going on during the time? I mean, okay, there was a train robbery, right. and they buried the gold by an oak tree somewhere. Okay. Well, that doesn't tell me anything, right? Right. So the, the thing is, is what was going on? Who owned that train? What was that train doing? When was it built? Where did that money come from? What was the payroll for? Why did it get robbed? How many times was the train robbed? <laughs> All of those things matter. I mean, who was it that got robbed? Was insurance paid out on the robbery? Wow. Is there any kind of records like that that we can get into to verify what actually happened? And then once we know this is concrete, this happened, mm-hmm. now we have a foundation that we can build from as opposed to just following stories that somebody said one day, which is just going to lead you in circles. And I truly believe that's why many of these treasures uh, still exist right. because that's why nobody could find them. Makes it's just sense. people chasing their tail. That makes perfect sense. So like that was yeah. my question was about, you know, how do you sift through the stories and the legends of stuff like, you know, because we're traveling to Arizona, and I like we like to research before we ever go to an area just to learn about the history. But I came across one interesting. The I think it's the Lost Opata Mine in south of Tucson. I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff that people say happened, such as a Mayan princess sacrificed and this mine sealed up. How do you really dig into old stuff like that and see if it is actually truth or if it's just some fable made up? You know, sometimes you can't find good information to go on, and uh, when that happens, you don't waste your time too much further. You wait until there's some sort of a real lead to go on. Um, so, you know, there's lots of stories about, you know, the Aztecan culture coming north into Arizona and burying treasures and Montezuma and all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's a little bit of history that certainly supports, supports that, but we need more than that to go on. Um, you know, we've got to get down to more specific locations. So, I mean, how, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's just taking time to get into the old records as best as possible. Um, and, uh, and considering your source, that's the big deal is who said this, you know, was this just a guy that came out here or was this somebody that was a prominent figure in society that, you know, made sense that raised a family in a town that, you know, had a job that, uh, was a, a figure that people looked up to. Um, well, those are the things that give us a little bit of uh, more assurance that the information is, is good. If you take, if you take the Aztec and culture 
um, that still exists. So they will have stories that it still, uh, you know, have transcended centuries. Um, so that's one resource. But uh, you know, listen to their their stories from their tribes. Um, uh, so other than that, there's really not much to go on because that's prehistory. Um, so uh, you know. What what do you do? I I don't I don't know um, because it doesn't involve Spaniards. It doesn't involve any sort of European or Anglo influence or you know none of the the uh, post history uh, uh, Indian tribes and so on. So it's a hard one. Uh, you know what do you do? Put a spade in the ground where you see a depression? Well, that never works. <laughs> True. Yeah, no. It, it what's, the, what's the oldest legend that you've researched? That's a good question. Um, boy, I don't know. I mean, you, I mean, you hit it on the head there. Aztec and treasure. There's, uh, and not that we have uh, hunted Aztec and treasure, but we know about locations and have been to lo- many locations where other people have thought that. Um, you know, where the seven cities, the Cibola, you know, that treasure or, or Montezuma's treasure, that sort. Uh, and they've we've seen these diggings. And, and none of them that I know of have found anything um, that really says, yeah, it's here or we've proved history. I mean, it's um, so, yeah, we've, we've, I suppose, you know, followed the trail to Aztec and treasures a little bit. But the oldest is going to be Spanish treasure uh here in the superstition mountains um i suppose 1840s is when that begins and that's really um the earliest that we have hunted for interesting yeah what's a little known treasure that you guys have searched and possibly found if you can even disclose it uh sure there was there was in this i can't tell you how many of these stories that we have, uh, but there was this guy that lived about a half a mile away from us. We lived, uh, you know, out in the desert and are very rural. You know, our, ne- our nearest neighbor was this guy, like a half a mile away, and he lived there uh, for many decades. Um, he, he was a German immigrant, actually came over here after the war, but he dug many mines on his property by himself. And he was also um, a coin collector, not just any coin, but uh, rare coins, uh, and certainly gold and silver coins. Uh, and uh, his, he got ill, and he got moved to a care facility, and those gold coins were never found. You know, he didn't pay his doctor bills with them. Uh, he didn't have anybody that lived with him or anybody that he trusted enough uh, to tell about it. Uh, and the only reason I know about it is because he slipped one day um, and uh, said something, and a friend of ours who's now not living anymore, he had overheard man somehow talk about these gold coins he had buried on his property. Uh, and that got passed down to me, and I've looked for it and looked for it and uh, haven't found it. 
There was, a, you know, he that man too, especially was from a generation. I mean, you think about the generation that went through the Great Depression. Um, they many of them didn't trust banks. Right. Um, and obviously, before the Great Depression, they really didn't trust banks or you or even use them at all. So their wealth was with them; it was on them. So how did they secure that? Well, I mean, they would hide it, they would bury it, they put it in the ground. That's what made the most sense. Um, and sometimes they would pass away or disappear or whatever, and there it is just sitting there. Um, uh, you know, so that happens, and it happened a lot. And I think it happened It happened a lot than, more than most people think. You know, nowadays we got plastic and cash, you know, and it's kind of our money's out there in the ether, and you're not going to bury your wallet in your backyard anymore. It's just not going to happen. But back in the day, I mean, money was real hard money. It was silver. It was gold. That's what it was. And so, I mean, that gave birth to, I mean, it's, you got to be talking thousands of little stashes that are out there that nobody has discovered. Right. <clears throat> That's a good point there. Now, somebody asked in the chat room, too, what's the hardest thing about treasure hunting out there in the desert? It's the desert itself. Yeah. <laughs> they, they said it was yeah. lack of water, <laughs> snakes. Yeah, well, snakes, I'll tell you, snakes are not too much of a problem. I mean, you got to be a little bit smart and pay attention where you're putting your hands and feet and other than that, snakes just want to get away from you, and you want to get away from them, and usually you guys part ways pretty peacefully. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just when you're out there, you've got to be careful and realize where you're at. You can't, you can't like, hyper-focus too much on something or, you know, start screwing around. You still have to remember you're out in the middle of the desert because mm -hmm. sometimes you forget that, and that's when problems happen. And whether that's dealing with the heat, because, uh, you know, sometimes we go out, it's it's – really hot out there we're not always in the desert in the winter we're out there sometimes in the summer too and if it's 105 or greater and you're out hiking i mean you get heat exhaustion before you know it and if there's nobody there to to pour water on you and cool you down you go into heat stroke and then you die mm -hmm. very quickly um so we're just in our wilderness guides out here in the superstition mountains and i mean we've treated through the years dozens of people with heat exhaustion uh, and they got it from not even that much effort. And that's what a lot of people don't understand, is especially depending on where you're from and what you're used to, you could get heat exhaustion, I mean, with so quickly. And, uh, and then you can't help yourself because the symptoms are basically, I'm fine, I'm fine, and then you're loopy and you want to sit down and you're just, like, out of it. Oh, and somebody has to be there to recognize what the problem is in order to help you and cool you down. There was uh, three men that died in the Superstition Mountains from heat stroke and exposure about maybe it was five years ago. Well, there was a, uh, there was a young guy who was in his 20s that died last summer out here in the Superstition Mountains. He was no more than a mile out. Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, it doesn't discriminate. I don't care if you're the youngest, strongest person in the world. Mm -hmm. Your body overheats. You shut down right now. I don't care how fast you can run a mile. It makes no difference. Right. I, I got good advice. Pace yourself, and then you know, be prepared. And uh, you know, I I, can't, I don't worry about the dangers out there uh, because, in my mind, I've already taken care of that. I've already prepared myself for it. We have plenty of water. We have plenty of gas. We have an extra. We have spare tires. We you know, we're not planning to be out there for a week, but but just in case, I've got enough food in the truck to get us through a week. You know, just that sort of thing, then you can go out there and, and just kind of relax. If there's a major rainstorm and you cannot get out of the desert because everything turned into three foot of mud, mm -hmm. you're still okay. You're right. fine. 
That's a good. Yeah, and the big deal is is never go alone. Right. You always got to have a partner with you. Always don't go out there thinking you're going to go dig something up and you're about there by yourself because you're overexcited. You got to get somebody to go with you every single time. I mean, you slip and fall and blow your knee. Who's going to come get you? Mm-hmm. And there's no fall service out there or anything. And um, you know, most individuals nowadays they don't carry satellite phones with them, so they've got no communication, none whatsoever. Right. Now, do you guys carry a satellite phone with you when you're out there? Not always, um, but uh, <laughs> sometimes, yes. Uh, uh, I have something that I can communicate uh, from, you know, well, satellites, so basically right. anywhere in the world I can communicate back in, in case something happens. But I'll be completely honest, I, it's not always in my bag, which, you know, better so, or worse. <laughs> right, so was, was there a time when you guys were, like, younger and, and you said, I'm going to go find this treasure with or without you. And the other one said, I ain't going. And you took off on your own. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, never. <laughs> no, no, that, no, that never happened. When we were kids, we chased, I mean, it, when we were kids, we, we chased treasures all over the place and that didn't exist. I want you to know, but in our minds, <laughs> they did. What do you mean didn't exist? <laughs> now, okay. Oh. Mother thought they existed, but the, <laughs> But what I mean by that is, is we'd run around out there and we'd be chasing saguaro cactuses, and it, you know there would be a, a star on the saguaro that looked like an arrow, uh-huh. and we would follow the direction of that arrow to the next saguaro, and then there might be a an X or something on that saguaro, or another thing that looked like an arrow or some sort of a I marker. I remember that we did that. <laughs> yeah, I told you, but that's why I'm telling the story. And um, we would do that and run around. But the reality of it is, we we didn't have any real story to go on. We didn't have, even have any idea where we were going or where we were going to wind up, and it didn't matter. I mean, that was the whole thing. We were kids on a treasure hunt having sure. a great time. <laughs> um, yeah, it was something I looked at it as something we had to do because I thought nobody has ever seen this before. Right. And, and so maybe we could be the ones to solve this and find the treasure. Oh, I could see it. <laughs> yeah, so that didn't happen. <laughs> no, on those particular hunts, we never found anything, but – but, you know, when we, nowadays when we go out and we treasure hunt and we do it, I mean, a little more logical and, and um, put a little bit more effort in, the uh, reality of it is while we're out there, those are the times that you remember. I mean, you start remembering back like when you were 12 years old and what we were doing and you're kind of going, you know what, we're really doing the same thing. Nothing's really, <laughs> nothing's really changed. And that's awesome because that's, what I was speaking about earlier where, you know, you get that connection back to, to who we are as brothers and where we come from. Um, and it connects you back to, you know, the land that you're in itself. Um, and I think just as important, if not even more important, it connects you back to history right. and the past. Yeah. Um, and that really gives you, uh, it just broadens your world and helps you to understand that, you know, the world is not today. It was also yesterday, and it's going to be tomorrow, too. So why not live in all three? Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's what's pretty neat about it. So what made you decide to – now, on the show this week, the treasure you're going after, what made you decide to go after that one first? Um, <laughs> well, that's a complicated question. <laughs> well, uh, well – I'm sorry. But, we had, but I, I think the, the best answer for that is is that we had really good information to go on on okay. this story. Mm-hmm. Just fantastic information, and it's, it's, it's one that it was a story that we really hadn't hunted 
you know, before we knew of it, oh. but we never went out there because we didn't have enough to go on. And then this one, we had some amazing new information and we said, this is brand new right. and we got to go. And so it just made sense that this would be the story to do. It, it was kind of an obvious, obvious decision for us. Right. And we, we, we wanted to do one in the Southwest, in our home state, in Arizona. Sure. Uh, so uh, I think that they agreed with that. Uh, and uh, it, as Josh said, it, just the timing of it all, it just happened naturally like that. Mm-hmm. So how many, I mean, off the top of your head, how many treasures have you searched for? Well, dozens. Uh, I don't know. Hundreds. <laughs> no. Hundreds? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Forrest Spinner earlier. I mean, and we made a joke about it. But, right. Uh, but, yeah, we've certainly been on that trail, too. Mm -hmm. We decided we, we've been on that trail a couple times, actually, and decided we would investigate that and, and see what we thought about it. Um, and, no, we did not find Forrest Spinner's treasure. I'll, I'll admit that. <laughs> You didn't have to admit it. We could have just left it as a mystery. There's still a chance. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. So who but, you know, I mean, it's probably still out there, um, and I hope somebody finds it someday. Do you believe in it? I mean, do you believe it's there? Um, I, I don't have enough information yet to where okay. I totally believe in it. I believe in it enough to have investigated it. Right. But I'm not 100% sure about it. Okay. Uh, I, I'm really not. Right, because that seems to be the treasure nowadays, you know. I, and that's why it seems to spark everybody's interest. So I'm thinking this new show of yours <clears throat> is going to shine a light on some of the older ones like you want it to do and bring those back up to where it sparks more interest with people, you know. Yeah, Forrest Fenn is a great story. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, it's a modern-day story. I mean, Forrest Fenn, he's still here, and this is what he did and decided to do, if you take him at his word. And at this point, I don't see a reason not to. Right. Um, but you said it really to go back in time and to connect to the past and, and follow that history. To me, it has more meat to it, mm -hmm. and the story is just that much better. Sure. So on the on now, the oh go ahead Dennis, I was gonna say we got had a question in the in the chat room mm -hmm. uh, for you guys. Says so do you guys use Google Maps uh, to help you get a general overview of the areas you're about to explore, and what other resources do you find helpful? Yeah, Google Maps, sure. USGSs will um, we'll go to the, we'll find old maps, we'll find the maps that were printed in the 1950s. We'll find maps that were printed in the 1860s. Just every, every every map out there, and when you zero in on a location, you want to get the oldest maps you can find. Uh, but yeah, you use everything possible. The new maps, they'll orient you. They'll they'll show you the roads that exist today, but they're not going to show you the roads that existed yesterday. Uh, so uh, it's not a a great resource for us necessarily. Um, but yeah, we want to. I mean, and, and that is that is an issue. The new maps, and I'm not just saying I'm not picking on Google Earth at all, uh, but the new maps that are out there that you'll pull, uh, they don't have as much um, of the locations on them. Many locations have been taken off the maps, so 
you look at the old map. That's why we go to the old maps, because those names of those peaks and those mountains and those canyons, they're still on those older, older maps. Okay. That makes perfect sense. All right. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the, exactly right. The, the, um, I mean, even you go back in time, and you could have, because you had people coming out here for the first time, you had different groups of people that were naming the same mountain, but yet two different names. Mm-hmm. And both of those groups might have drawn a map, but the, 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 the treasure story might only pertain to the name of the, of the one group. And so sometimes you find that out. You're looking at this old map. You're going, these aren't the right names. This must not be the right place. But yet there could be a map out there that exists that you start to understand, oh, that's where this came from. Um, but as far as a map that leads you to the treasure, good luck, Chuck. Those don't <laughs> exist. <laughs> right. Have you ever gotten any? That marks the spot. Yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever gotten any of those maps that's like, here's this treasure map. It's legit. you got to check it out. Have you ever gotten any of those? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I will tell you something. I'll give you one. <laughs> I'm good right now. I was just, uh, just wondering, have you ever gotten any? And it's like, this is where it is. got to go find it. Have you ever followed well, that? Any good any good map that supposedly leads you to the treasure uh, must be very vague. Right. Um, so, and those, those are all over the place. And, uh, yes, we've had people give us maps like that. We've ran across maps like that. Um, but, you know, what, honestly, what do you do with it? I mean, you can try and overlay it and try and figure it out, you know, over the terrain. And is this what they meant by that or not? Um, but, uh, you know, most likely the map is, is phony. Gotcha. So the treasure story may not be phony. Okay. But realize you had other treasure hunters throughout the, uh, the decades that have gone through there. And many of these other treasure hunters, they would draw their own map of the area that they searched and maybe thought that this treasure existed. And as they pass on, that map still exists, and then all of a sudden it becomes a map to the treasure. And actually, it was never even meant to be a map to the treasure. It was just that particular treasure hunter's search. Right. Okay. All right. Makes sense, too. <laughs> Man, I love when you guys are on. You guys are a wealth of information. Favorite treasures, which one is it? Lost Dutchman Mine. Lost Dutchman Mine. And how- Absolutely, yeah. It's right out our backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, of course, Dad came here in the uh, mid-60s to look for the Lost Dutchman Mine. So um, that's why we're here. Okay. Uh, and we've written books on it. We've done the research. We've been in the field, you know, hundreds of times searching for it. We've come to our own conclusions on that story. Uh, and we don't actually search for it anymore. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, we closed that chapter on that. We wrote the book on it. We've, we've uh, found the evidence out there that it points to that a particular mine that uh, I've documented that is the Lost Dutchman mine. Um, and I, I, I think people are coming around to it more and more. I published my book in '09, and... You know, I think that you you cannot discredit facts. Right. You can you can discredit coincidences, mm-hmm. but you can't discredit facts. Right. And in this particular case, there's so many coincidences sprinkled in with too many facts, okay. and it just it just points you to one location. Um, and you know, I don't want to deter anybody from going out there and looking all over the place for it. Uh, because we ourselves have not 
you know, we have gone into the mine and, and dug up tons of ore that's, you know, a third solid gold, right? Mm-hmm. So we've made our own conclusions on it, of course, but we certainly haven't brought the, the gold out of the mountains ourselves. Right. Uh, so, you know, other people, they go out there looking for it. That's great. They, they search for a dozen different treasures out there in the superstitions. Um, and uh, we pack those people in the mountains uh, and drop them off, and we'll come back and get them in a week or ten days. Uh, and, I mean, it's just kind of a Disneyland out there for them, I think. <laughs> I think it sounds like it. it would be for us, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So it's, a, it's a giant game of Clue, you know, so it's, just, it's always it's a whodunit. Every one of these treasure stories is a whodunit, and mm-hmm. figure it out. And uh, like Jesse was saying with the Dutchman, we think we know who done it and why and uh, why that legend exists. And we certainly believe in the lost Dutchman mine and its existence. Um, and that's far as we'll probably take that story. But uh, it is the story that we cut our teeth on, if you will. I mean, we grew up hunting the Dutchman with our father. So it's the one that is the most near and dear to our heart. That's cool. Now, what's the name of that book, Josh? That's Jesse's book. Oh, it's Jesse. Sorry, it's guys. James Trail. <clears throat> and where can people get that book? Uh, the uh, Lost Dutch Museum uh, at Apache Junction, uh, Superstition Historical Society. Uh, that's actually what it'll pull up uh, on the website. It, I don't know their .com, mm-hmm. but it's Superstition Historical Society. They can order it through there. Uh, or they can contact me directly, and uh, uh, I can send them a book that way, too. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. That be sounds like it'd be an interesting read, for sure. For yeah. Any, any a lot of history in it, a lot of history <laughs> Arizona in it. Uh, and like I say, and I, you know, I, I saw it, for me anyway, for Josh, for mm-hmm. our father, it solves the riddle of the Lost Dutchman mind, for sure. Right. Now, do you ever see yourself writing another book, Jess? Sure, yeah, I would love to write another one. Not now, mm-hmm. uh, later down the road, but uh, not now. I'd love to write many different things, even novels, uh, intertwining in uh, some you know, actual uh, history that happened in the West and, um, and characters that actually existed. Uh, and uh, you know, I think that that's what the attraction is for me. I don't, I don't like... You know, I mean, okay, I'll watch a good TV show, a good story, a good movie, whatever, but uh, I, I really like something that, you, that, that is real or almost real that actually happened mm-hmm. yeah, because more. that inspires me to further the story, to go out into the field uh, and go searching for it myself. It kind of, uh, in, in a way makes us uh, a part of that history, you right. know, going forward. And um, that means something at least to us. Right. Now, what's, uh, have you ever been to any other states? Uh, now, let's not count, I'm not going to count Greenland, looking for treasures other than Arizona? Oh, for sure. Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, uh, California. Um, I was in uh, Missouri and Nebraska searching for Jesse James's treasure this summer. That's an interesting one. <laughs> that is an interesting one, yeah. Uh-huh. I, and what do, you, what do you think of that? <clears throat> oh, I'm, still, I'm still 
investigating, so I ain't going to tell you anything. Okay, <laughs> darn it. I can't wait till you can tell us some on that one. I've... <laughs> I, this is what I'll say on that is okay. that uh, it's about $25 bucks that he and his gang stole. Right. Yet we don't know where any of the money went. They were poor. They were always poor. They couldn't even afford to buy a... <laughs> Raptors for their farm. <laughs> right. Makes so, sense. <laughs> you know, not that they didn't spend a night in a fancy hotel room or something here or there, uh, <laughs> or have, you know, just your, you know, some expenses, but $25 million, come on, it disappeared completely. Yeah. That's a good uh, one. You know, there's something, there's something else there where uh, I think Jesse James was way more organized uh, than just some, uh, you know, robber out in Missouri, um, you know, looting trains and banks. I mean, I, I think it was way more organized than that. That it is an interesting one. I'd like to see you go do more of that one. Now, somebody in the chat room asked again, Jesse, what's the name of the book and how can people contact you for the book? I, the name of the book is Jacob's Trail, and um, they can call uh, our horseback riding stables directly at 480-982-4040. There you go. Yeah, somebody asked how they could get that book and stuff, so hopefully that helps them and they'll get that. Man, you guys are just too interesting. It's like, do you guys ever just take a break from it and say, we're not going to do this for a while, let's go I don't know, skiing or something. I'm just winging it there. I, I, went, <laughs> I went one time, and it was a complete and utter disaster. So, um, you know, stick to what you know, Tim. <laughs> I know, but you guys seem to, like, live this every day, and it's like, what do you do when you just want to not do it? What's, what do you do for your fun time when you're saying, we're done treasure hunting today, Jess or Josh, and let's go do this? Well, uh, maybe sadly it's it's always in the back of our mind no matter where we go. So, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, if I go to Hawaii, I'm keeping my eyes and ears open. Maybe there's maybe somebody lost some coins over there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I know I'm supposed to be resting on the beach too, but if I'm snorkeling, I'm always looking for that treasure box beneath me. <laughs> it's just something that's ingrained in you. I mean, it is. obviously we know how to do other things, and we certainly do, but um, but – it's always something that you're going to gravitate towards once you start treasure hunting and you get hooked on it. It's, I don't know, I think I can compare it to some people, they, they love football, and you know how much some people love football, you know, so, and that's just what they love to do, and treasure hunting is kind of, that's our hobby. That's what right. we love to go out and do and, 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 and spend time doing. Sure. And we being prospectors, and we're the same way, no matter, we're always looking Oh, I bet there's gold there. But yeah, it's it stays in your mind no matter what you're doing. But it's yeah, you cross over a creek or anything. Yeah, it's like there's got to be gold there. <laughs> yeah, every time I cross over a bridge or a creek, I'm looking down to see what kind of cobbles or you know rocks are down in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what if? Yeah, exactly. It's that feeling all the time. What if? Hey, some of the best finds have been found accidentally, right? So right. Uh, keep your eyes open always. Oh, definitely. Eyes seem like they're always to the ground. It's uh, <laughs> it's just like like you said, it's ingrained. It's it's there. Once you've done it, it sticks with you, and uh, it's it's just like hmm, interesting. Oh, yeah. man, guys, you guys just I don't know. There's just you guys are very interesting, and we love talking to you because 
Oh yeah. yeah It'd be yeah. cool to have around a campfire, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I can it's see. I you sitting around a campfire. Oh, we'll, we'll be out there this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Hey, wait a minute. You can have them guide you up into the mountain shed. Yeah, there you, there yeah, you, you go. Bet. There you go. <laughs> you really are going to be out here. Stop in for sure. They are going to be out there. I guess they're Kathleen. Aren't yeah, you going to go Wednesday <laughs> exploring some ghost towns out there or something, Kathleen? Yeah, we're going to go. Uh, where are we going, Shad? He's the, <laughs> he's the organizer of the itinerary for the ghost towns. We're going to hit up like the whole tombstone surrounding <laughs> areas all through the southeast part of the state. Yeah, yeah. good. Gailey, on to Gaileyville. Yep. Yep. Good. Cool. Yeah, Gaileyville's really cool. <laughs> Then yeah. they're, they're yeah. going to be uh, doing some prospecting with old Jimbo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jim Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, we know you do. Our buddy Jimbo. <laughs> but it would be it would be a it'd be a blast to hang out around a campfire with you guys. I'm sure you guys could just keep the stories going one after another. Oh, it's yeah. like, good God. Maybe write a book on just your stories. You know? Campfire tales. Oh, Campfire it, tales. Yeah. Our father needs to write a book. That's for sure. Starting. I mean, he's got some stories. Talk about the 1960s around here in Apache Junction. See, that would be cool too, wouldn't it? Yes, it was like the Wild West, you know, as he describes out here. Mm-hmm. Sure. And how how is your dad doing these days? He's great. He's doing just great. That's awesome. See, so tried to get out there with you guys ever. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, we still we still treasure hunt together. Dad's in fantastic shape, and um, you know he can still hike with the best of us. So uh, we absolutely do, do go out there and, and do that. And you know, it, it's there's stories there's stories that our dad is more connected to. So those will be the ones that obviously we go out there with them. And then there's other stories that kind of Jesse and I have followed that lead and. He, he keeps up to date on it. He wants to know what's going on. Oh, and cool. I'm sure when we get close, then he's ready to get the truck and go with it. <laughs> that's cool. That is neat, though, that your dad is, is with you guys on that, and you could share all that with him. And he's into it as much as you guys, if not more, right? It's like Oh, yeah. That... Oh, God, yeah. He's written several books on, on uh, not just the Dutchman mine, but other treasure stories as well. So, um, I mean, it's, it is really obvious that he is our father. <laughs> that is cool. one of these nights we should get him on here with you guys Damn. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, we won't be able to get a word in edgewise if you put him on here well, maybe we'll just have, ask him to be on one night <laughs> that would be great i'm sure he's got a bunch of great stories i mean no oh, he's got he's got some amazing stories and like i say he was in arizona and the you know he moved out to arizona literally just to hunt treasure that was why he came to the superstition mountains was because he dreamed of it when right. he was a kid back in buffalo new york wow and um his family moved out to southern california and he went with them uh when he was in high school and that got him closer to arizona and the next thing you know he was making trips out here and finally moved to arizona in the 1960s and he was a hundred percent sure he was going to find the lost dutchman mine and he was going to be rich <laughs> um and instead he he started a horseback ride stable and mm-hmm. that stable matter of fact next year uh 2018 will be uh the horseback riding stables the okay corral stables it'll be its 50th year in business wow that is awesome guys wow. very cool now somebody asked in the chat room what your father's name is uh ron so ron feldman and his books are out there too and you can get his books at uh, the museum or or same you can call 
you can call that our business number there, and uh, I'm sure we can we can get some books out to you. That is cool. Yeah, he would be interesting to have on. I'm boy, he would probably be a hoot. I see how you guys are, so <laughs> I'm sure your dad would be a blast. Yeah. Oh, he yes he would. <laughs> yes you, he would. You're gonna have to put a little bug in his ear and mention it to him for me and see. Hey, Dan, uh, we, we will you, for you. How would we you like will. to get on this show and talk for about an hour? That would be sweet. He would. And we would love to hear his stories. I'm sure everybody would. That's the stuff that you look forward to. You always love hearing the stories from people that have done this and have been around. And, you know, it, that's what makes it so great. And, uh, you know, and and we really love it when you guys come on and talk to us and taking the time. And, and we can't wait to see this new show. And oh, we're, yeah. we're encouraging everybody. We're sharing the crap out of it on all the social medias. We really want people to watch this. And like it, let's get a series going on this, not just a pilot. We really want to see this go and last for years to come. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate that. And, and uh, yeah, anybody share, like, tell your friends and watch Travel Channel. And uh, we'd appreciate that more than you know. And we want the same thing. We want to just be able to keep telling these stories and keep doing this and um, having a good time while we're doing it, too. All right. And the name of the show is Lost Gold. And it will be on, it's Wednesday night, right? Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, right. Thursday at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And uh, on the Travel Channel. So everybody listening tonight, watch, share this information with everybody. We want everybody watching it. I know we'll be watching it for sure. And I I know we had you guys for an hour. So we're going to say goodbye. And we want to thank you guys again for stopping by. And you know you're always welcome here anytime you got anything you want to share with us. All right. Well, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim, and thank you all. We really do appreciate it, and uh, we we enjoy your show too. All right. Thanks, guys, and uh, we hope to Good talk to you again you. soon. Good luck, guys. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. Guys. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Them guys are awesome. <laughs> oh man, tuning <laughs> in. They are they are one of our favorite guests here. I think you know. I mean, they. I can see. Well, you can tell they love what they do. They do. You hear it. The 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 passion just. Oh, you you. Infectious. It you, really. Yeah, is. you hear it in their voice, and when I'm listening to them, you just get like chills listening to these stories. Yeah, it's, and it's not just you know. Now there's another treasure hunt series. Hopefully, it turns into series come out. So, and that's what I love. I mean, so now I have Curse of Oak Island, and now Lost Gold. Yes, yeah, I hope. Gold. I like the fact that it's not a reality show. Right. That's, that's what appeals to me just because those are the types of shows that I I seek out when I'm flipping through the Right. We whatever. get we get tired of equipment breakdowns and stuff like that. We want to see something that that's makes sense. The history, and, yeah. yeah. Definitely and, the history. And speaking and of just to see their approach. Yeah, on and how they how do they it, do it and really stuff. watch it. This is how now, Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about, you know, following the money because when you think about the society and, and how uh, political it is right yeah that, I, that's something i never that's even... what i mean so i think watching this show could help a lot of people out to they're going to learn a lot from it it's not just going to be a show showing okay we found the treasure uh we we had a flat tire <laughs> you know i think they're going to show you this is what it's about and this is the trail and how we get to this point to find this and it's just going to be interesting you're going to learn a lot watching it and and it's it's really going to be a great show, and and you know we're really happy that the guys got a new show. I mean, we love them on Ice Cold Gold, but I think this is going to be be the one that uh, just keeps going, and 
it's going to be awesome. I, I look forward to seeing it because there's a lot of interesting treasure stories out there. So oh, yeah. see, make sure I tune in and seeing somebody. Even though we're going to be on our trip, I'm going to make sure we tune yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> and, and this, you know, actually seeing somebody on the hunt and it, not just the same one over and over. I mean, they're going to be doing different ones, different places, and that's really cool too. So you, <clears throat> you know, yeah. it might be right in your own backyard. You don't know until yeah. if they. That's why I said everybody tune in. We want to see them get this get this show bad. You know, for oh, sure. Yeah. And know, everybody <laughs> has you know that story that. <laughs> they have, how they got into treasure hunting and mm-hmm. i know when i was a little girl my mom <laughs> to entertain me would give me a spoon and we lived in the city so i didn't really have you know the desert to to, <laughs> to roam around yeah, in right. but i would dig <laughs> holes in the backyard looking for treasure you were just looking for treasure though no, you didn't know you just like i guess kind of like they said when they were 10 and 12 yeah they were believing in there was, was treasure and they'd just go out looking and they'd see something and they'd think that was a clue so that's really cool I mean, I, I really like when they're on here. I We could spend hours with them guys, I'm telling you, you know, without a doubt. So uh, speaking of history of things, Kathleen's got a new segment tonight for everybody. And we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we come back, Kathleen's going to roll with that. So everybody stick around. We'll be right back. Do you like to mine for gold, enjoy prospecting a nice crack in the bedrock, enjoy getting outdoors to camp, fish, hunt, and hike on your public lands? You plan your trip, load the gear, grab the dog, put the family in the truck, and drive off to a locked gate. A sign says you cannot enter or access your own public lands. Mining claims and public land owned by we the people are being designated as off-limits by our own government every single day. Are you concerned about the direction our government is going? Are you tired of seeing no access, no entry signs on your lands? We are, and we are fighting back. We are AMRA, America Mining Rights Association, the fastest growing small mining advocacy association in America. AMRA is a 501c3 not-for-profit formed by miners, hunters, off-roaders, retired military men, and women to stop the insanity. AMRA was formed to educate, unite, and help the small miners and public land users on their rights. Rights given to us by God. Do you want access to great mining claims? For a small tax-deductible donation to their miners legal fund, your family gains access to proven excellent mining claims across America for an entire year. AMRA challenges the USFS, BLM, EPA, and the other agencies intent upon stopping you from enjoying your own lands. You are who pays these people's wages. It is time they listen to us. We need to unite. And that is what AMRA is doing. As you sit here right now, thousands of acres of public lands are being closed, locked, and blocked from use by you. Are you fed up yet? Join us. Get in on this fight and let's restore America to what our families fought and died for. Freedom. Just visit AmericanMiningRights.com. AmericanMiningRights.com. Also, check us out on Facebook at American Mining Rights Association. AmericanMiningRights.com. Just stop by on my way home to show you all my gold. You've been digging into some Jimbo's gold pay dirt. Yeah, Jimbo's gold made me a hero. Huh? Got an amazing idea and supplies on sale from Jimbo's website. With bad weather, bored kids, and stressed wife, I threw a panning party for the kids and their friends. All the moms got a break. Kids had a blast. Hero. Happy kids, happy wife, great gold. That's why Jimbo's Gold is always my first choice. 
Did you teach panning or share your prospecting knowledge? Then you are our hero. Tell us your story for a chance to receive a hero's reward at www.jimbosgold.com slash hero. If you're interested in gold prospecting or treasure hunting as a career, hobby, passion, or just something you're interested in getting into, you have to visit goldprospectorspace.com. At goldprospectorspace.com, you'll find forums, chats, videos, blogs, sections on dry washing, metal detecting, high banking, and so much more. At goldprospectorspace.com. There's a store, classifieds, and at goldprospectorspace.com every Sunday night at 7.30 Eastern Time, tune in to Prospectors Radio, the talk show for gold prospectors and treasure hunters. Goldprospectorspace.com is a social network with thousands of members, and everything you need is at goldprospectorspace.com. Prospectorspace.com. Sign up today and get connected to others who share your love of gold and gold prospecting. Let the treasure hunt begin at goldprospectorspace.com. Goldprospectorspace.com. All right, everybody, we're back. And on that note, we're going to turn it over to Kathleen. She's got a new segment she's going to start tonight, and maybe we'll come up with a good, catchy name for it after yeah, tonight. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be just, you know, an every now and then thing. Like once a month. Okay. Um, just, you know, because, you know, I already did the, the news on Wednesdays and how this came about. Uh, you know, for those of you who have tuned in on the Wednesday shows. Right. They hear the fun facts that, mm-hmm. that I have. And once in a while, I'll throw in something about history. And uh, then it kind of kind of sparks my interest where I just want to kind of read more about it. Okay, I think it's cool. Love the new, and as you know, I'm a big fan of history, and well, gold as well. <laughs> so uh, whenever I can read up on something that has to do with both, you know, I'm there. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking something like a closer look with Kathleen, but I don't know with a K. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll still uh, toss that one around. Come up with something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, tonight, what I wanted to talk about or, you know, just there's a story that I'm sure a lot of you have heard about. And um, I always thought it was was pretty cool. So but recently, you know, I've been (laughs) daydreaming of being out west um, because that's coming up on my vacation. So I've been really excited about it. And when Shad and I were researching places to go um you know he came across some stories that were that were very interesting for arizona but then when i started digging i kind of went off on a tangent (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) what i want to talk about uh tonight is uh, bodie in california uh it's spelled Mm b-o-d-i-e it's the bodie historic park it's one of the the country's largest best preserved ghost towns um, and the reason why we were exploring ghost towns, as you know, is that we want to go see them. But this one I thought was very interesting. So as with all ghost towns, uh, you know, in the past, they, they, they started out as boom towns, right? Where the population just explodes because of something that happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, 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 it develops a series of, um, you know, 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I got distracted. That's all right. Don't get distracted. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Bodie, uh, a decade, around a decade after the gold rush began at Sutter's Mill, uh, four po- prospectors, they struck gold on the opposite side of the Sierras, mm-hmm. which is known as the Eastern Foothills. And the four of them agreed to keep the discovery a secret until the following spring. Um, so... That winter, W.S. Bodie, and, and his last name is spelled B-O-D-E-Y, um, he returned with another man, um, a half-Cherokee name they called Black Taylor. Uh, they were going to travel to a nearby town, um, I think it was Monteville, for supplies. But the pair was returning to their cabin when they got caught in a blizzard, and then uh, Mr. Bodie perished. Oh, okay. So, in 1859, the camp that, that they found, or they, they found it as Bodie, and then they spelled it B-O-D-I-E, uh, because I guess a sign, a sign painter misspelled the name, <laughs> so that's how the, that's how the spelling stuck, so that's what it's known as today, B-O-D-I-E, and that is in California. So, when the, the town was slow to grow only because there were other big gold strikes in the area. Um, Aurora, Nevada was a big one uh, around the area. And I think uh, by 1876, Bodie finally became a boom town. And the way they became a boom town was, was kind of interesting. There was a freak mine cave in and it had exposed a, a big amount of gold. And the Standard Consolidated Mining Company invested equipment and lumber uh, to start mining there. So in just six weeks, the Bodie Mine shipped a million dollars worth of gold bullion out. So that's a lot of gold for for back then. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, <laughs> you know, the, the town proceeds to grow. It develops two stamp mills. More settlers come to town. Um, a lot of Mexican and Chinese mine workers came into town. Of course, they had gamblers and prostitutes, you know, bad guys, the usual suspects oh, yeah, of, 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 <laughs> of the Wild West. And the population grew to be over 10,000 people. Um, it had, the, the town had 2,000 building, buildings on its peak, and that includes the Wells Fargo Bank, four volunteer fire companies, and its very own brass band. <laughs> oh, their own brass band. <laughs> yes. Uh, it boasted 65 saloons and only one jail. <laughs> oh, wow. One yeah, jail. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> I, I know. That <laughs> no, not for 65 saloons. Yeah, I mean, for back then, too. I mean, that was... Right. <laughs> Think about it. You, you got, you know, if you did something bad, you were hung pretty quick. Oh, that's really true, too. You, oh, true. We really need much jail <laughs> space. Have appeal. <laughs> Hang them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, Good point, Chad. All right. So the boom lasted um, from the time period of 1879 to 18, 1882. Sorry about that. Okay. Um. By then, people started leaving for towns like Tombstone. Uh, two major mines were abandoned around 1897. The rail, the railway was abandoned in 1917. Uh, and then two major fires occurred that also helped the decline of the town. One occurred in 1892 and 1932. 
So this the town, you know, still hung on. They they wanted to try to build a different family friendly town by building more churches. <laughs> uh, but the very last mine hung on until I guess around 1942, when uh, they the town finally succumbed to vandals and burglars. So that was the decline of Bodie. Ah, okay. So, but in 1961, they did. They did make it a landmark. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they called they said it was a national historic landmark, in what they call as an arrested decay. That means uh, they will protect the buildings, but they will not restore them. Okay. I guess so. That's how the the historical site is today, and I guess 168 buildings still remain. And some are still frozen in towns or time, so that you know the tourists who come to town can still walk through them and and tour the places. And of course, the the Bodie Cemetery is still intact. Interesting. Um, and this is where the the, the story gets a w- little bit away from gold, but kind of like to the legends and the ghosts and the ghost and the the ghost stories that I I looked up different ones when I was doing research on it. And it was, was kind of interesting. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about them <laughs> one of the go- yeah i guess it's 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 still haunted um and and there's an interesting there's an in- interesting thing about the the haunting uh, uh a theory which I'll, I'll cover here shortly of why this area has just got a lot of activity um not that i'm a paranormal investigator or anything but <laughs> I thought it made sense. Go I don't for know. it. So, um, anyway, one of the ghosts that the town still reports is located at the, the J.S. Kane house. And this is in the town, the corner of Green and Park Street. The ghost is a Chinese lady who they believe is possibly uh, a maid of the prominent businessman, businessman who owned the home. Uh, Rangers of the park who who work at this historical park have reported seeing a woman peering from an upstairs window. Um, I can't pronounce this. That's okay. <laughs> surprise, Wing surprise. It. But Wing it. <laughs> she's appearing from the upstairs window window from the De Chambo house. Okay. De, yeah, I think it's French. Close but anyway, that's another uh, big mansion, I guess, in town or what's left of it. No, I wouldn't say it's a big mansion. It's just a house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rangers have also reported hearing children's laughter, and they hear that outside of the Medici- Medicini house. Ooh. Oh, pretty cool. I don't know. Uh, one man visiting the Bodie Cemetery uh, with his little girl, he noticed uh, his little girl was was giggling and laughing and, and playing with somebody that he couldn't see, but she was really interacting with, with this, this person, I guess. Um, but I guess that ghost is known as the angel of Bodhi. And the child was killed when she was accidentally hit in the head by a miner's pick. So actually the dead child, the dead child's name was Evelyn it was the three-year-old daughter of Albert and Fanny Myers, who died in 1897. Mm-hmm. And then um, I guess you can still go visit her grave in the Bodhi Cemetery. It's a, it, it would be the one with the figure of a child angel. 
<clears throat> made out of white marble. So that's interesting that's cool. for the the ghost the ghost a- aspect of it. That's cool though. Mhm. Pretty freaky. So, yeah, not only not only ghosts that this town is known for, it's also known for what's known as the Bodhi curse. So, <clears throat> legend has it that Bodhi's inhabitants, they were, you know, they, they were fiercely possessive of what they had because, you know, they were, they had to go out to this, this area and, and build a town, you know, and they, out in the West and in the weather conditions, there aren't, aren't that hospitable. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're very tough people. And it said, um, that the long dead spirits, want to ensure that what they've left behind remains intact because they work so hard for it. So the curse or the, the legend of the curse is it's believed that anyone who removes anything large or small from the town will be cursed with a string of bad luck. So if you go and uh, visit the, the place and let's say you pick something up and want to, a rock or, you know, no, I mean, it's a pretty rock that I see on the ground, but, or anything, uh, from Bodhi and, and you take it with you, they say that misfortune and tragedy would be heaped upon the victim who's, who took the object mm-hmm. until it's returned. So some claim that ghosts of Bodhi patrol the, the crumbling ruins to guard against these thieves. Hmm. Interesting. Somebody put in the chat room, don't take nothing from Bodhi. And I bet you that's yes. why. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that that that's what this is speaking of is mm-hmm. is that curse. So according to Park Ranger, um, they he, I read this in an article. His name is Brad Sturvenant. He he states the curse still exists today. Um, the curse spooked former visitors who often would return the items that they've taken, like nails and whatever whatever um, piqued their interest at the time. He said most of it comes back in un- unmarked boxes. <laughs> but they still get letters from people saying that they're very, very sorry that they took it and they hope that their luck will change. Wow. The earliest use of the actual phrase, the curse of the Bodhi, evidently in research and in history, appears in 1925. This was from a former resident of Bodhi. However, he was speaking of something entirely different from what we're talking about here. He was simply stating that, um, basically saying what had befallen of the, the town of Bodhi, you know, that caused its decline. So he had wrote the curse of Bodhi as it was of the Comstock was the stock market, which was manipulated by stock gamblers in San Francisco for their own profit. Regardless of the merits of the mines, and without thought for the thousands that found their ruin in the unholy game, so that was what the writer uh, spoke about as being the curse, and people, you know, so you know somehow <laughs> this evolved into the notion of um, different types of a different type of curse that we know today. The Bodhi curse is one that does not harm the town, but instead defends it. From its pillagers. <clears throat> so. Um, are you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm listening. Okay, I just, I keep I'm hearing. sorry. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> You're hearing, hearing them sounds from Bodhi. Oh, must be. Because <laughs> you're talking about it. 
creeped out. <laughs> what it is <laughs> obviously uh the curse is being promoted today you know to get people to visit but they actually have hung the letters from the individuals who have returned the items because of what they took had given them bad luck right and um here's some of the examples yeah, um, let's hear one an early letter was dated in 1922 this person having taking a nail from Bodhi, the writer states, Life since then has been a steady downward slide. It's possible that all the unpleasant events of the past nine months are coincidence. But just in case the Bodhi curse is real, I'm returning the nail. <laughs> <laughs> Would you take anything from there? Like, no, like I'm not going to challenge that. I, I, I yeah. don't think I would either. No. No. No, but you know, if I didn't know of the curse of like people weren't talking yeah. about, it and I'm just there visiting, I think taking a rock would probably be something I would do if I saw it on the ground and I thought, oh, this is a really pretty piece of quartz. I'm going to pick it up and put it in my pocket. Yeah, and not even think about it. Yes, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then you didn't know, and then all of a sudden your luck turned to crap, and everything started going downhill. <laughs> And you didn't know about this curse, you wouldn't know to send it back. Well, I well that kind of brings me, I think, to this next one. Okay. Um. Oh, this letter, 1994, was dated and, and addressed uh, when they read it. They have this one hanging up, and I'm just going to read it for what it what it said. Yeah. It said, "Dear Bodhi spirits, I am sorry," and that's in capital letters. <laughs> One year ago, around the 4th of July, I was visiting the ghost town. I'd been there many times before, but had always followed the regulations about collecting. This trip was different. I collected some items here and there and brought them home. I was a visitor again this year, and while I was in the museum, I had read the letters of those who had collected things and had bad luck. I started to think about the car accident that I had, the loss of my job, my continuing illness and other bad things that have haunted me for the past year since my visit and violation. I am generally not superstitious, but please find and close the collectibles I just <laughs> couldn't live without. <laughs> please, I ask the spirits to see my regret. And it was signed the one with the very guilty conscience. Wow. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> I would never take nothing from there. No way. No, not now. No, no, never. I'm glad you shared this story. Well, yeah. Did you not know about the... No. Uh... No, I didn't know nothing about this. I, I remember seeing something on the television about something of a curse of a, a town where even, like, somebody had taken a rock and, you know, like, um, gravel on their shoe or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. And they were they were like, oh, we had so much bad luck and... And I don't know. Actually, the TV show was called um, Beyond Bizarre. Mm -hmm. It was in the year 2000. Um, and on that show, there was a German man who had talked about how his uncle removed a small bottle from Bodie and two days later had a car accident on the Audubon. Oh, wow. And the next day, his son took the bottle to school to show his classmates. And on the way home... I got in a really bad bike accident 
And the guy on the show, you know, was basically saying, yeah, I believe in the curse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was this, another story of uh, two teenagers who collected rocks to make a necklace. Mm-hmm. See, this, mm-hmm. is not, this is something I probably would have done, yeah, to make a necklace. And then when they wore the necklaces, I guess it was reported that they each developed rashes and then one of them sprained their ankle. So, so it ain't nothing so to fool with. I don't know. Explanations? I don't know. <laughs> no explanation. Don't take nothing from both. <laughs> coincidence? Who knows? <laughs> it's an, it's, yeah, it's an odd coincidence. You decide. You're right, yeah. You decide. It's a, yeah, is it worth it? Mm, no. Uh, so I, the explanation that I was uh, referring to just a little bit ago, uh, there is one. I don't know if any of you watch these ghost stories and paranormal shows <laughs> on TV, but mm-hmm. Ed Warren, he is a, a an expert he in the field of demonology. Okay. So I guess you can call him a demonologist. Um, Anyway, he studies curses and other paranormal activity. And his theory about the Bodhi curse, he believed that the atmosphere of early Bodhi, that would be of all the people desperate and determined to strike it rich, um, coming out there and, you know, inhabiting this harsh environment, evidently instilled some form of supernatural power. And that... Uh, he said that people who come to Bodhi with the intent of challenging evil, so to speak, if they come and say, "Oh, I, the curse may be legend, but if I if I'm coming here and I'm gonna I'm gonna tempt fate and just take this stuff and just see what happens," they're basically challenging evil, and um, if they challenge it, then they will come in contact with evil wow. or bad luck, bad energy, mm-hmm. if you will. Bad mojo. Yeah, bad mojo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So he's saying, you know, cursed items will take a life of their own. And, um, you know, if if there are vibrations of evil there, then the spirits will are drawn to who, you know, wherever the items are taken. Mm -hmm. Something to that effect. I thought that was interesting. It is. You know, I believe in negative energies and. And things like that. And then, you know, crystals, the healing energies, too, you know, and the, those types of things. So, yeah. And, and maybe, you know, <laughs> it being in an area where there's, you know, there's a lot of gold and there's a lot of geological anomalies. Yeah. Strange. There could be something. There could be. It's not worth the chance. It's like, hey, okay, no, I've heard. This I'm, de- I'm definitely not going. I'm definitely not going to to tempt it. No, so. don't. No, I, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. But you know, I, I I've never been to Bodhi, but I do want to go see it. That would be cool. Yeah. I, I do. I really do. Just because it's it's on. It'll be on my list, and right. just like Tombstone, you know, it's, right. you well, it's always been it. on the back of my mind just to see it. I know it's touristy. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, when you hear these stories, it's like, oh, I want to check it out. I got to see it. Yeah, I just want to, you know, that I just want to see where they were. Mm-hmm. You know, what did it look like? And yeah, you know, I, I, and I, I'm, I'm clever enough to know <laughs> what's touristy and what's was there before, and it, it's just. Just to be there and, and and just feel the atmosphere rather than seeing, you know, 
yeah, all the different shops I'm sure that are there now. Um, I can overlook that and just be in the moment and just be like, oh, okay, this is this is where they were, and this is kind of cool. You know, this is the type of things that I would see in the stories or in, or right. read about or right or even. <laughs> Even in the movies. <laughs> and that is what's cool. So, yeah, that's yeah. a definite bucket lister, man. It's like, got to check that out. It's Yeah, sweet. so th- this Bodhi thing is going to be up there mm-hmm. <laughs> that list of mine. <laughs> yeah. My list is growing. I've got to get and, – and I'm just going to get started on it right now because I Way just can't wait. Way to go. I just can't wait. I mean, if you can, you got to, right? Why not? Well, yeah. Why not? Man, I, so I don't know, guys. What do you think? Yeah, what does everybody the, the think? The curse, you know. Call in, share yeah. your thoughts. Yeah, share your thoughts, and what, share your thoughts on what you think about Kathleen's new segment. Think it's pretty awesome. Oh, <laughs> I think it's cool. I like this. Yeah. It's like an extended fun fact, like she talked about before. It is a very, very extended fun fact, and that's how I was looking at it when I was doing it because I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? What am I going to write about? And um, and I was like, oh, I'll just talk about. Something right, fun but everybody loves your fun okay. facts on your news on Wednesday nights, and this being like, and it, you've taken it a step further and extend the fun facts, and it's it it puts more into it, more perspective into because you could have gave us this story on the fun facts, and it's a quick snippet, and it's oh, that's cool, but now you've you've explained it and brought it into light to where yeah you know, we know now I know see I, like I said I didn't even know about this. Now I know. (laughs) And And, and I I think that the the GPAA has a claim in Arizona that we went to actually a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And I think it was called the Bodie claim, but I don't think it has anything to do with the the same town or anything like that. I just think that's just what they they used the name. But I don't really know what the story is behind the name of that either. I thought it was awesome, Kathleen. Thank you very much. There is a caller. Let's see if it's about your segment. Let's take this caller. All right. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? It's Nugget Brain in Colorado. What's going on tonight? Oh, Nugget Brain. Hey, Wayne. (laughs) Not much. We're just talking about (laughs) Kathleen's New extended fun facts. What's happening out that way? No, we got a lot of good things coming, but um, the other day when Dennis was trying to tell you what Watts was donating for you, you were playing that great music that Dennis really loves from Jeopardy. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And I must have upset him because he didn't repeat himself. Is that what it was? Uh, turn the volume up to what he did. <laughs> well, you missed out anyway, on it. So. Anyway, Watts wants to donate to you for your Christmas giveaway a Garrett gold panning kit. One of those kits that they sell. And let's see who's on. I got the box sitting right here. Let's see who's on here. I have a Freddy Dodge one, or I have a Hoffman kit. All right, guys. We will donate, <laughs> we will donate one of those cool. Garrett kits to you from Garrett and Watts. Cool. And also, we will give you a three-year membership for Watts. Awesome. So go ahead and figure it out. Oh, wow, awesome. So we'll, let's see, we'll make this part of the Christmas giveaway. So, so when do we want to do awesome. the Christmas giveaway, guys? Uh, not Christmas Eve. We probably ain't going to do a show Christmas Eve, so we'll say. 
I don't know. Are Wait, we? what day does Christmas fall on this year? Uh, it falls on a Monday. A Monday. Yeah. Well, sure we can. Maybe we can do one Christmas Eve. It's Gordon. Everybody's going to probably be with their families Christmas Eve, aren't they? Christmas Eve yeah, evening. <laughs> yeah, Christmas Eve yeah, evening. Pretty much. That's what that's, I'd figure. That's when all the festivities. Right. That's what I know. A lot of, like, when you have multiple families to visit, you got to spread it out. What do you think, Wayne? 17th? Let's do the Christmas giveaway the 17th, the week before. Okay? Awesome, Wayne. And and Watts will ship it to them. You'll get me the information. I will send them a membership card immediately. Okay. And a a thank you for listening to your radio program. We thank you very much. And I know our listeners thank you as well. And, and. You know, we always appreciate you calling in and keeping us up to speed on what's happening out that way. And uh, oh, yeah. well, that's not the only good information I have. Well, what else you got? <laughs> <laughs> we got a Cyber Monday starting. It's already started this evening. We kicked it off uh, early. We have teamed up with the Pomerankies, and they have a coin that they are selling for ninety nine dollars and a. And the coin is actually coated with the gold from Gnome off the Pomeranke's dredges up there. So we have a special for all people that want to join Watts or if they want to renew their membership. They just go to the Watts. It's www.ats.org. Go on there and right on our front page, register on there for this. It costs you $85. You get the coin which they're selling for $99, mm-hmm. and you get a Watts membership. So you're getting a double bonus, and it's from the Pomerankies. It's numbered 1 through 5,000. They only have 5,000 of these available. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be till the, the end of this month. Uh, I think it's the 30th or 31st of November that you can get in on this, or you can get in on this. And it's a limited edition, and the first ones that come in get the first coins, and it works its way up. So you want to get one of the first ones, not one of the last ones. That is cool. And Chris posted the link in the chat room to to watch, so that is cool. People can click that and go and check that out and find out more information about that, too. That is pretty neat. Coated with the gold yeah. that they pull out of the Bering Sea, huh? They pull out of the Bering Sea. We've been in <laughs> negotiations on this for about three or four weeks now working it all out. We Mm -hmm. figured Cyber Monday would be a good day to do it, so we've already posted it. So go ahead and order your coin now and get your membership. That is awesome. Thank you, brother, and I hope everybody takes advantage of that. Uh, Chris put the promo code in there as well. I can't talk. But so there's the link. There's the promo code. So check it out, everybody. That would be a pretty neat little Christmas gift for somebody to coin from the palm rankies coated with some of that bearing sea gold that'd be pretty awesome i'd like to get one for christmas myself <laughs> man we have, we have so many things i could do a whole radio show on you what watts is doing let me just give you a couple other ones we do have a lifetime membership and we're going to take payments but you have to pay by january 1st mm-hmm We'll take payments on that. Our membership, our lifetime membership, is regularly five seventy-five. So it's going to be twenty-five dollars or fifty dollars a month for one year. Oh. It'll pay it off. You'll have uh, 
access to our gold claims. We will be posting that in the next two days on our website. Okay. We want to get this Pomeranke thing going really good for them and for us. And then in April, we are going to be doing a treasure show here in Durango, Colorado. Mm -hmm. So everybody knows ahead of time. Mm -hmm. start planning to come out for the weekend. We plan on doing two to three world records in one day. We have a special friend coming from overseas, and he is going to be there with us doing this world record. He's already got over 50 world records, Man. so he wants another one, and he wants to do it with Watts. That is awesome. Pretty cool. <laughs> Man. And all this stuff people can find by going to your, the Watts website? To the Watts website, to our Facebook pages. We have it on Facebook. I have it on mine under Wayne Peterson. I post everything there, and I post it everywhere else. Awesome. Um, I post links all the time. Also, uh, the last weekend in March, down in Jefferson, Texas, mm -hmm. the Garrett Hunt is coming up. It's the second memorial hunt for Mr. Charles Garrett, who passed away a couple years ago. Right. And, and we will have the information. We already have the information up on there, in fact, on our website. Mm -hmm. And if you want to sign up for that, uh, last year they had over 500 people show up for metal detecting. It was a three-day event. Watts was there. We were represented. And we've been invited back because they liked us so much. So we're going to do it again. My that is cool. two children and I are going to travel and go over there for four days. Very nice. So have a great time. And make sure you give us an update on that when it gets closer, too. Call in and remind everybody. I just looked at that coin. Okay. That thing is awesome. That is a sweet-looking yeah, coin. It even comes in a little box I see so that. it doesn't get destroyed a, or anything. A certificate so. of authenticity and everything. That is nice, yeah. <clears throat> that is. And, is if a, you, and if you just want the coin, you don't want the membership, you could go on the Pomeranke website. You could buy the coin. It's $99. Very cool. Man, thank you for sharing all this with us, and we really appreciate the, the awesome donation for the Christmas giveaway. We can't thank you enough. And uh, we always enjoy when you call in and bring us up to speed on what's happening out that way, buddy. Well, we're going to have plenty more things coming your uh, way this year because we appreciate you your show. And we know that you're getting the word out there and all us treasure hunters, mm -hmm. you know, we all enjoy your show. And if they don't enjoy the show, <laughs> then they can tell everybody else about it and they can come in and enjoy the That's show. That's right. Well, thank you, my friend. <laughs> we appreciate it. We really do, man. We appreciate everything you do. And uh, we want to thank you again for calling in, buddy, and for everything you and Watts do for us. So thanks, bud. Yeah, thank All you. Right, thank you. Have an awesome night, and be blessed, everybody out there. All right, you too. Take care, buddy. Okay, bye. Right, bye, Wayne. Very cool. So we got us a little donation for our Christmas giveaway. Very nice. Thanks to Watts well, for that. Oh, yeah. Somebody's... I tried to say that last week, but yeah. Oh, well. but... But 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tried. I know you tried. I think Kathleen can fish up a name tonight so we can give away our gold pan snuffer vial and uh, that's everything I think from our good friends over at MakeYourOwnGoldBars.com. Our friend Steve Hamilton's donating that one every week. We've been giving away, so somebody's gonna get a new pan and stuff tonight, just in time for the holidays. 
And uh, so that's cool. We'll let Kathleen get a name ready. And then we're going to announce the winner of our Crony Club giveaway. So that's coming up. So, And you don't have to be here for that, right? No, no, not if you're a crony, you don't. So while we're waiting on Kathleen, I'll go ahead and do these last two commercials. So we'll be right back, everybody. In 1858, gold was discovered in the rivers of New Caledonia. This discovery would spark a massive gold rush. Today, the search for gold is much easier, yet still challenging with Dirt Hog Pay Dirt. At Dirt Hog, we pride ourselves on our gold and guaranteed gold amounts. Just visit DirtHogPayDirt.com today and buy yourself a bag of the best pay dirt concentrates on the market. Order with confidence in Canada and North America. DirtHogPayDirt.com, the best gold concentrates on the market, period. Also, be sure to check out our Honest Bonus program. Hey everyone, I want to take a minute and talk about a centrifuge that's just been introduced for the prospectors. It's called the Little Gold Spinner. They have three models. They have the Creekside, which is on wheels. The electric model, which can be used at home or with a generator. And the Prospector model, which can be set in a creek in up to 14 inches of water. They also have a wash box, like a high banker attachment for the Creekside and Prospector model. It is compact and very portable. The little gold spinner is made to run raw material, but is efficient enough to use as a finisher for your concentrates. It's been tested to recover 99 plus percent. I have seen the little gold spinner in the field and I have seen it work. It does recover gold right down to the fine powder. The little gold spinner is very simple to set up and run. About one minute of setup time with no leveling. Just set it start running dirt. Clean out is very easy and quick also. Pull the plug out of the little gold spinner and rinse your concentrates into your gold pan below. You have about one cup of concentrates to pan out, about one minute of clean out time. So be sure and check out their website, theaul.com, or you can give them a call at 574-326-5765. The little gold spinner is completely made in the USA. And remember, if you're going to dig for it, get it all, theaul.com. All right, everybody, we're back. Kathleen, you got us a name. I do. All right. And the rules are like always. If Kathleen calls your name, you have one minute, 30 seconds to answer in the GPS chat room that you are here. It's that simple. Kathleen, who's our lucky winner? The winner is Teddy C. Teddy C. It's Teddy and then the letter C. Teddy and the letter C. That's what I put. (laughs) (laughs) Teddy and the letter C. You are here. Answer. You are here in the chat room. Oh, he's here. All right, there he is. Teddy, see, you're right here. That was quick. I know Dennis would prefer I play this out. (laughs) Oh, Danny, I'll give you a break. Go fast, Danny. You talk for a minute. I gotta send Teddy C a chat. Teddy, I'm gonna send you a chat. I'm going to need all your mailing information, and uh, you can send that to me. I'm right in the chat, so this way. Awesome. Good job, Teddy. Yeah, that was quick. Let me see. I like it like that. Uh, wait a minute. He was on the ball. He was waiting. <laughs> that is awesome. I like when they're fast. <laughs> Teddy C. Because they're paying attention. Yeah, so I need more than... Teddy C is a mailing address. I need the actual name and address. <laughs> Uh-oh. His identity yeah. will be revealed. <laughs> yes, it will be. Dun, dun, dun. It will no longer. Well, only to Tim. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. I will know. 
Man. <laughs> Say, just, I won't tell the secret. <laughs> Teddy C. Now we're, he's from... Where's he from, Kathleen? Massachusetts. Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Very cool. Oh, look at that. Man. Man, very cool. Congratulations. That is cool. Great night tonight. Great show tonight. Now, let's. I think we should go ahead and announce our winner of the Crony Club giveaway. What do you guys think? And they don't. Uh, have to, they yeah. don't have to be here. Oh, yeah. And that person, Definitely. they actually, they won a, a dream mat <laughs> for a cleanup sluice and a sample bag of Tommy Knockers pay dirt. So, very cool. Very very cool. I think Teddy sent me. Let me see. <clears throat> yeah, let me. Uh, maybe you guys could talk for me for one minute. <laughs> oh, I'll think about it. Cover me, Kathleen. <laughs> we're, oh. we're speechless, Tim. Cover Tim's me. Struggling. I, I'm not, I got trying to write this stuff down. It's hard for me to write and talk. It's like because I'm afraid if Teddy disconnects, I'll lose this. So uh, I have to write. Uh, so, Dennis, have you ever seen the the Bodie claim or the Bodie uh, town at all? No. Huh. I wonder what members of ours have. I don't know. They call in if you've ever uh, been to Bodie and talk about it. Is it a tourist trap? (laughs) Or is it actually worth paying for you? I don't know you, Dennis, but I'd be touching stuff. I can't help. I wouldn't be afraid to take a rock. Oh, I would. (laughs) I don't need any more bad luck. (laughs) I'd like empty. I would like shake out my shoes and make sure the dust wasn't in there. And then, of course, she'd see me. My pockets are loaded with crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> oh, a special hi to, to Chris from, from Cool Gold Tools. I think he was, he was talking smack to me earlier. I couldn't remember exactly what he was saying, but it was something about, I don't know, Steelers whipping the Packers or something. I don't I wasn't sure. I think that's what he sent me. Wait, I'm not sure. Here's a caller for you guys while I do this. Yeah. All right. This is our good buddy, John Shaw. How you doing tonight, John? Uh, doing real good. Uh, now, I've not been to Bodie, but uh, I did uh, watch uh, Jeff Williams. Uh, he put out a little video on it. So I watched it the other day. And it seemed like it was a pretty cool place. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely want to put it on my bucket list just to go see. Yeah. But I don't know if I could trust Shad there because he may have sticky fingers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, I like to test fate. I don't like to test fate. No. <laughs> I'm superstitious. I with, uh, that the drone that I won from uh, Scott. Oh, did you it get it? Supposed to be, it's supposed to be here tomorrow. Cool. Oh, good. Congrats. It's awesome. That is you cool. You excited? Uh, I, I'm not even sure what kind it is, so it's going to be a, a total surprise package. <laughs> well, I can tell you, it's only been crashed once, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool, John. Well, those, things, those things are pretty sturdy, so. Yeah. <laughs> So are we going to see some drone videos from you now? Uh, I'm not sure. i got to figure out what I can fly the thing. <laughs> okay. I think you'll be able to handle it, you know. I think it'll be yeah. pretty neat for you, my friend. Oh, uh, yeah. And, then, and uh, 
But we're gonna, we're gonna have a little fun with it anyhow. Oh, definitely. You make sure you do, because I think it's pretty cool. You know that uh, you won that drone, and and we want to see some John Shaw drone videos. So <laughs> I know you can do it, and it'll be cool. All right. Everything. Uh, just wanted to let you know it's supposed to be here Monday, so we'll I'll get some pictures of it and everything. Okay. And we'll, uh, yeah, and post uh, them. Definitely. You know, I'll post them up because you know uh, winners need to post post up pictures because everybody wants. To what you get. That's right. That's right, John. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, one of our past winners sent me an email today. Actually, said they've they've haven't had a chance to post their winnings. They've been busy uh, trying to find a new home and stuff, and that's understandable. But they said as quick as they do, they're going to get it, go through it, and get them pictures posted. And I told them, wait, we understand, and thank you. We appreciate it at the same time. So yeah, post what you win. We love to see the pictures. You know, I mean, everybody oh, does. That these are things that you're winning by just hanging out here, being a member, listening to the show, and uh, mm-hmm. there's there's no gift that's too when small. Post, when they post the pictures of the winnings, that uh, you know, it kind of shares it, kind of kind of makes everybody a winner on that. It one. does, right? And it's like, hey, I could win that if I go there and listen. You never know. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You just never know when your name's going to be called, and you. Be here in the chat room when your name's called, or, or even like when John won the drone. It's it was just completely different. It's just we do random things sometimes. So, but oh yeah, you got to be listening. You got to uh, be in the chat. Thank you, John. I, I, I just say I just wanted to let, uh, let you know uh, and let Kathleen know she wants to look up some uh, that on uh, Jeff Williams uh, YouTube there. Uh, she she can get some previews of Bodie. Yeah, she'll have to watch <laughs> that now. Yep. She definitely will. All right. Thanks, John. All right. All right. You take Y'all care, have brother. Good evening. You too, buddy. Bye, John. Bye. Bye. See, that's cool. So that's something now you can watch that, Kathleen. Yeah, actually, I've seen it. <coughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Ah. Ah. Is that what sparked yeah, your interest? Yeah, I'm a subscriber, so I can get a lot of his, um, you know, videos. Right. And I've been watching... So you that, know what's going on on Facebook with them and stuff. Oh, yeah, right. I do, too. Right, same thing, because I'm actually one of his patrons on his site, actually, too. I know. So. It really, I really, I, I felt awful when I was sick, and I when he was a guest. Mm-hmm. The first time I enjoyed um, being on the show with him. Oh, yeah. was on there, and then, oh, my gosh, I had the flu. <laughs> yeah, you did. You were a sick one then, but. That was awful. Well, well, you know we'll have him again, you know. I mean, no worries. Definitely. You can make up for it. We'll just let you take the ring or the reins or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah he reins? does a lot of stuff about uh, ghost towns. And yeah. Of course, he's he's from that area, too. So Yeah, you know, right. I mean, you guys might run into there. him while you're down there. Yeah. You ever, yeah. Ever think of that? Running into old Jeff. Running into Feldman's, running into Jeff. Yeah, definitely. That'd be pretty cool. Definitely. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and announce the winner of the Crony Club giveaway. They don't, like we cool. all know, if you're a crony, you don't have to be here when your name's called. So <clears throat> the winner of this month's Crony Club giveaway is, I don't have a drum roll, is Brian James. Congratulations, Brian. We'll be sending you a email and a message letting you know you won. And all the cronies be watching for the next Crony Club giveaway. It's going to be starting here in the probably this weekend. I'll get it posted, so... Another one coming up. And then at the end of December, we got the quarterly nugget giveaway for the cronies. So 
very cool and uh if you liked that you could become a crony anybody could be a crony it's fun it's easy <laughs> you can become a patron too at the same time and he's in the chat room tonight too is he really so he oh, just cool. said he's here so congrats, congrats brian. brian yeah congrats buddy awesome I'll, I'll get in touch with you or send me a message with your mailing info and i'll get that out to you however you want to do it it's fine and uh we'll get that in the mail to you so man a lot going on but uh oh and and the people that won the amra giveaway i got your stuff it's in the <laughs> packages it's in the mail it will be in the mail this week like our paychecks that's right no no no, no. Get the shirts not like the paychecks <laughs> but i unless it was, dennis got one I it don't was, know. wait a minute it was october 1st <laughs> no. so they've been waiting a while and, and i appreciate their patience you know <laughs> but they i'm looking at them right now they're all packaged up in envelopes for those four people that want the hats and the shirts i got them ready to go so they'll be getting those just in time for the holidays. They can sport their new Amra gear, right? Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. And we always like to encourage everybody to join Amra and check it out. They're, they're a great organization and got some great properties that you could prospect on. And you're you're helping to fight the fight there by joining Amra and becoming an Amra member. And I know our, our very own Shad and Kathleen, they're lifetime members, aren't you guys? Yes, we are paying Very towards the cool. lifetime membership. See? <laughs> Pretty neat. Yes. Yep. Yep. And, uh, I'm excited. You know, Dennis is an AMR member as well. That is pretty cool. You know, so we support AMR around here very much, and uh, we hope everybody else does too. We believe in what they're doing. Uh, what are we forgetting tonight? We gave away the gold pan. We got gave away the Crony Club giveaway. Uh well, um, real quick, somebody yeah, asked what's what's the cronies club. So explain it to um, him, Chad. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you look on on goprospectorspace.com, dot uh, com, there's a tab, the cronies club tab. You click on that, it takes you to a page where, if you're not a member yet, um, it's a twenty dollar annual fee, but it gives you a bunch of additional benefits than just being a, a free GPS member, um, such as. Some of our sponsors will do, you know, great discounts on either a specific product or on their whole uh, store uh, just for the cronies. Mm -hmm. uh, there's cronies club outings. Uh, but then, of course, we have special giveaways like the one just given away here where you do not have to be present to win. Um, so it can be anyway, anything from gear, pay dirt, to equipment even. Um, and then we have our quarterly nugget giveaways. Uh, which we have one coming up at the end of this year. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of extra perks and benefits, but it also helps the show and um, helps keep things going as well as to get the, these types of items to give away to our, our yeah. awesome listeners. So yep. definitely cool. check it out. Yeah, definitely. We uh, yep. we appreciated it. Like like Shad said, it does. It helps keep us going, helps fund us, just like our Patreon thing. It it helps keep us going because we got a lot of bills here for this to for us to do this every <clears throat> every week. Keep the site going, and I know a lot. We've talked in the past about the <clears throat> the SSL for this site, the security thing <clears throat> that is being implemented as we speak. So we will have the SSL back on GPS, but you know, no worries there. Everything's <clears throat> been fine anyway. But we will have that certificate in place and up and running here very soon so be watching for that but there's a yeah it's a, all those things like that they they help to benefit the the site and the show 
and to make the things we do possible each week. And uh, we can't thank you, our listeners, our friends, our cronies, our patrons enough for for believing in us and what we do here at Gold Prospector Space and Prospector Radio. And, uh, you know, we we couldn't do it without you. And uh, we just uh, want to thank our great guest tonight, the Feldman Brothers, for for joining us. It was awesome. Wasn't it? Yes. I enjoyed that show. Mm -hmm. You know, they were the very first, I think, the very first show that I took part in. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're right. I think they was, Kathleen. And it's always nice when when they come back. Uh, you, know. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, we've had a couple of them to come back. Like Jeff, Jeff's been here numerous times. It's always great when Jeff's on here. Another person who's a wealth of uh, information. Yes. And uh, you know, so many great guests we've had on in the past, and God, so many giveaways we've done. So don't forget, everybody, enter the monthly giveaway on GPS. Our good friends over at uh, Gold Hog have donated a multi-sluice that we're going to be giving away just in time for Christmas. And um, just to enter that giveaway, just click the giveaway tab at the top of the page, and it will take you there, and you can read the easy-to-enter instructions and enter. That's all you got to do. Easy peasy. And you don't have to be here to win that either. So, you know, good luck to everybody on that. That is a great prize. I still don't have a (laughs) multi-sluice. One of these days, I'm going to get one. You know, and uh, <laughs> on that note, Shad, Kathleen, Dennis, what do you think? Just go wrap it up. Did we cover everything? We did. We'll be here on Wednesday. <coughs> Sounds good. Yes, don't forget West Coast Wednesday. Oh, well, we'll be somewhere. You'll be Wednesday. somewhere. Kathleen might be calling <laughs> us from the road. We yeah. don't know yet. So uh, uh, we're hoping to either be in Benson. Or we'll have to stay in Phoenix to do the show, but or I don't think there's any towns in between. Right. She's going to be somewhere, so it's going to be a surprise to everybody where Kathleen is at Wednesday night when she calls in. Where will these buffalo wander? Right. And don't forget to so tune in for that West Coast Wednesdays, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget Tuesday night. Check out our good friend Ed Marvin, Jesse, and Dano on Tuesday night hangouts with the guys over there, our buddies. Check them out. You'll love their show as well. So check that out on Tuesdays at 8. Um, Everybody loved your new segment, Kathleen. Everybody's saying it in the chat room. They loved it. It was fun. Yeah, so I'm sure you guys will get more of those from Kathleen. So thank you. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. On that note... I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up. What do you guys think? Okay. All right. Good night, night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 730 for another great show. For updates and more info, please go to www.prospectorsradio.com.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.